Welcome to the house of the Lord. Let us hear the word of the Lord as we begin tonight. I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him lack nothing. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints. And for this reason, I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe, according to the working of his great power. God put this power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he has put all things under his feet and has made him the head over all things for the church, the saints, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. May God add his blessing to the reading of his holy word. Amen. Stand with me and I want us to sing this old hymn of faith. How firm a foundation, ye saints of the Lord. Let's sing together.
We give you thanks, Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, for the gift of the Church, its people, and its work. We praise you for the mothers and fathers of the faith and all the faithful of times past, for your holy prophets and apostles, and all the martyrs and saints in every age and in every land, for all who serve you as servants of the kingdom, for those who have taught us your story and shown us your ways. Give us grace to follow the example of their faithfulness. Help us to have in our lives their courage in danger, their steadfastness in trial, their love that nothing can change, their joy that nothing can take away. Enable us by your grace and spirit to persevere in the course that is set before us, to be living signs of the gospel, and at last, with all the saints, to share in your eternal joy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And all God's people said, Amen. You may be seated. In the early church, it became customary to remember in worship the martyrs of the church. When the list of martyrs became too great, a special day was set aside to remember their commitment to and sacrifice for Christ. A measure of giving that often led to their suffering and death for the sake of Christ and the gospel. Initially, different areas of the church celebrated the memory of these saints on different days. But by the ninth century, it became the custom to celebrate these martyrs on November the 1st, or the Sunday closest to that date. So on this November the 1st, 2005, we want to take a few moments to lift up followers of the Lord Jesus, those who have passed on and those who yet remain. Sometimes we forget that the Church of Jesus Christ includes both the dead and the living. Death doesn't remove us from the communion of the saints. In fact, the death and resurrection of our Lord defeated this last great enemy of the faith, making us victors, yes, more than conquerors in this life and in the life to come. When Christians depart this life, they remain a vital part of the church, the body of Christ. As the writer of Hebrews put it, they are that great cloud of witnesses which surrounds us, and we seek to imitate them in running the race that is set before us. So All Saints Day is kind of like the church's Memorial Day. We give thanks for those who have fought the good fight, finished the race, and kept the faith. They have heard their Lord say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into thy eternal reward. All Saints Day is also a great time to honor the Hagioi, the holy ones yet among us. They continue to be examples of wholehearted devotion to the Lord, of faithful service, and of commitment to building the kingdom of God on earth. In Philippians chapter 2, St. Paul wrote this about Epaphroditus. Welcome him in the Lord with great joy, and honor men like him, because he almost died for the work of Christ. Honor this saint, Paul was saying, 
as an example of servanthood and sacrifice. God's people are a remembering people. It's in our nature, and it's a vital part of the Christian faith to remember. When significant people touch and impact our lives, we want to remember them and regard them in special ways. Not only when they are alive, but after they have gone to be with the Lord. Are these people super-Christians who move mountains by speaking a single word or perform miracles on a regular basis or somehow live above the trials, temptations, and hardships of this earthly existence? Not at all. For the most part, these saints are ordinary believers who make mistakes, get cranky from time to time, and have bad days, like you and I. And yet, by God's grace, these saints live their faith and build God's kingdom in truly remarkable ways. And so we remember them and honor them. Our story connects with their story, and we become even more determined to tell the story, the gospel story, to others. I invite you now to uh, take the sheet that you received uh, as you came in. And uh, we want to join together in this responsive reading. And if you would please uh, read uh, the people portion. And uh, no need to read uh, the scripture reference. Saints have faith and salvation. Saints love the Lord. Saints are from everywhere. Saints are members of God's household. Saints are inheritors. Saints are called. Saints are made holy. Saints endure in obedience and faith.
Saints have high ethical standards. And saints have a ministry. As you can see, the scriptures give us a clear job description of what a saint looks like. A saint is a Christian. A Christian is a saint. Now, do all Christians live up to these expectations at every turn in their lives? Perhaps not. But the point is that we are called precisely to embody this job description. This is our vocation, to be holy as the saints of then and now are holy for others and for this world. May God bless us abundantly with his grace and power to be what we are, saints in the making. His name was Fred Pick, a Pennsylvania Dutchman. He was called to ministry later in life, like many of you. He had been a wallpaper hanger. He never did finish high school, but completed the denominational home course of study in preparation for ordination to the Nazarene ministry. In the 1960s, he planted a Nazarene church in the small rural town of Mifflinburg, Pennsylvania, on the Philadelphia district. For 30-some years, he graciously, lovingly, patiently built a center of holy fire in that community. Everybody knew, everybody loved, everybody respected Fred Pick. His loving witness and faithful service permeated that small community. When the Umble family moved to town, <laughs> watch out, he got our name through the local welcome wagon of all things. What a brilliant outreach strategy. And welcome us he did. He visited us and visited us and visited us. He invited us to special events and services at the church. He told us his corny homespun jokes that seemed to confirm our worst fears about those holy roller Nazarenes. But he just kept coming in the name and love of the Lord. I've always said Fred Pick loved us into the kingdom. First my mom, then my dad, than me and other members of my family. We are Christians. We are Nazarene because of his persistence. I was only 15 at the time of my conversion. He prayed with me and for me. He took me visiting with him. He gave me my first opportunities to preach and lead Wednesday night prayer meeting. He held me accountable and told me some more corny jokes. He demonstrated the Christ-like life. He modeled genuine servanthood. My life was just one of, no doubt, literally hundreds, if not thousands, touched by this simple, compassionate, God-serving, Jesus-loving, spirit-empowered servant. I keep a picture 
of Fred Pick and his wife, Evelyn, on my desk to remind me of their deep and lasting, yes, eternal impact on my life. A few years back, I received a call that Reverend Pick, my pastor, my first spiritual mentor, had gone on to be with the Lord, to claim his eternal reward, to become a part of that great cloud of witnesses, still encouraging and cheering me on. I had the distinct and memorable privilege of preaching at his funeral service. So, what's a saint? Well, whenever I look at my picture of Fred Pick, I see a saint. A servant, an evangelist, a discipler, a giver, a builder of the kingdom of God on earth. What a saint. And I thank God for his life and impact on my life. We remember those saints who have gone before us, like Fred Pick. Our faith stands on their shoulders. They are among the great cloud of witnesses cheering us on. Our memory of them encourages, strengthens, and spurs us on to faithful service. Though they are absent from us, they are present with the Lord awaiting our arrival. So now I invite you to stand where you are and voice the name of a saint who is no longer living, someone who has made indeed a profound impact on your life. Stand where you are. Voice a name. A great cloud of witnesses. We rejoice in their lives. Mm -hmm. 
Amen. Amen. Our faith also stands on the shoulders of those persons with whom we continue to serve our Lord and his kingdom. Their lives exemplify the biblical job description for all saints. Though perhaps very ordinary people, their lives channel the grace of God in remarkable ways. They pray, they witness, they mentor, they persevere, they support many in countless ways. They model the Christ-like life. We honor these saints as well this evening. And so once again, I invite you to stand where you are and voice the name of a saint who is still serving faithfully and fruitfully in kingdom work. Now, I know all of you didn't come to chapel to receive homework, but, um, <laughs> but guess what? <laughs> you got to get some homework. Um, I think, as, as I was thinking about this service, um, there's, uh, there's, there are a couple of things we really need to do. Um, 
And, uh, and the first thing is, for those saints who have gone on to be with the Lord, um, sometime down through this coming week, in your devotional time with the Lord, uh, and, and especially if you're into journaling, I think this would be a marvelous exercise to, to think about and even list the names of those individuals who have been saints for you, who have uh, impacted your life in a significant way. Uh, write down their names. Uh, write down the, the, the qualities and characteristics of their lives. Um, think about the ways that they have impacted you. Um, and, and then uh, pray and, and thank the Lord for, uh, for that impact. And, and I think, too, covenant with the Lord to be the same kind of saint in the lives of others that uh, God would bring into your life. So that's the first part. Uh, the second part of the assignment is for those still living. Make a phone call. Uh, that would be a great idea, I think. Make a phone call or send an email or a card and, and express your appreciation uh, for how they have shaped and molded your spiritual pilgrimage, for how they have been Christ to you. And once again, a covenant with God to be that kind of person uh, to others uh, in your life. Let's pray. Gracious God, we... Thank you for this opportunity to take a few moments out of our busy schedules, out of the uh, more academic context of, of this evening, to, to gather together as, as the church of Jesus Christ, saints of the Lord. And to think for a few moments, O oh God, about those who have made a significant influence in our lives. Those who have gone on to be with you and those who are yet living. We thank you so much, O oh God, for what those individuals mean to us. How they pray for us, how they mentored us, how they witnessed to us, how perhaps they, they brought us into a personal relationship with you. We could go on and on, Lord, and, and list the many things that these individuals have done and how you used their lives, O oh God, to shape us and to mold us into what you would have us to be. We give you thanks for them. And, uh, and Lord, we pray tonight, we, we covenant together with you that that we would be determined in our hearts and in the living out of our lives to make that kind of influence on others. Empower us by your Holy Spirit to do so. Help us to make it a priority in our lives to do so. We pray, Lord, that you will bring fruit out of these labors. And Father, we pray that you'll help us to, uh, to follow up on the assignment that has been given, to think about those who have gone before and, and the impact and to be thankful for that. 
perhaps even more importantly, Lord, to make a contact to those who are yet living, to express our deepest appreciation to them. Father, we are a part of community here at Nazarene Bible College. And may part of our covenant together and our covenant with you, Lord, be to, to live out that kind of faith and that kind of, of life in the presence of one another. To truly be a, a community of, of hagioi, holy ones, seeking through the cleansing and empowering ministry of the Holy Spirit to be Christ to each other in all that we do and all that we say. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.